Welcome to the Road to Carton Recycling Podcast with Emmett County Recycling. Hi, I'm Jason Peltz. I'm the VP of Recycling Projects for the Carton Council of North America. Carton Council of North America is a trade organization that works with the entire recycling value chain to drive collection, sorting, and bailing of aseptic and gable top cartons. One of the key things that we do is collaborate with others, and that's why I'm here today in Emmett County to spend some time with Lindsay Walker and talk to her and hear her stories about recycling what they do up here in Emmett County. Hi, Lindsay. Hello, Jason. I'm Lindsay Walker, Market Development and Commercial Accounts and Outreach for Emmett County Recycling. I've been here for 16 years, and I've been responsible for bringing on new commodities or um, valuable recyclables, and um, cartons are one of my favorite recyclables. That's great, and listen, that aligns very much with what we've been trying to do. We want to make sure that uh, not only can the MRFs and other folks be able to handle cartons, but really that the public is educated to know that this stuff can be recycled, to get more things out of the landfill, more things in the recycling value chain to be made into new products. Mm -hmm. And so here at Emmett County Recycling, our connection really is embedded in our community. We are, have contacts with our schools, our homes, our residents, our businesses. So really recycling is part of the culture here in Northern Michigan and cartons are a big part of that. That's excellent. And I've been here before and I have to say you have a great complex. All the things you guys do beyond just what I see in here with the bales of paper and the machines which I grew up with, your composting and the other things you collect, really, it seems like the crowd here is into it. You guys have done a great job getting people to understand how important this is. Yeah, and really it's been about like the educational efforts and doing the outreach to our community has been very easy. We have a very educated population here, but also the industry makes it easy to educate because it's really tangible what that product is. It's a carton, it's a shelf-stable carton, it's a, a poly-coated paper cup. So really these are products that are in people's day-to-day -day lives. They're in our schools, they're on the school cafeteria floor. Sure. I think we did a study back um, in the day when we were proposing carton recycling for our community. We determined that there was like 2,200 milk cartons were generated every day within the Petoskey Public School System. So extrapolate that to the rest of the school systems and there you have a buku amount of material that's going to make you be able to move this commodity forward and, and get the volume that you need to have trailer load quantities going down the road to manufacturers. Yeah, buku is great because we, <laughs> we know that for you guys. Uh, as a MRF, you want to be able to move this product on a regular basis. We know that having things sit so Really, it's, it's what's been wonderful to see and how you've done it, and, and I'm going to try and remember, but the 10,000 pounds in 10 weeks, 10 weeks, yeah. Um, you know, that's awesome because, because one of the things that we do hear from people are some of the challenges when it comes to cartons, our volume, and the fact that you guys are really focusing on things like educating the consumer to make sure it goes in the right bin or getting mm -hmm. the schools engaged or things like that does create more volume, so you're able to turn material over on a regular basis, which really adds value to the whole chain. Sure. And really, it was, I think, initially, it was about, like, identifying a product and making the connection with the consumer. The consumer is driving this. The consumer wants to be able to recycle their milk cartons or their juice cartons or their juice boxes in the preschools. Like, all of those things are driven by the consumer. And then Emmett County comes in and says, hey, we found an opportunity to be able to recycle this recyclable, turn it into a valuable commodity that's going to feed manufacturers right here in Michigan. Oh, that's great. So, Lindsay, I have to be honest with you. It takes a Pied Piper to get people to do it. Clearly, the, the, the town has found that person in yourself. But, you know, 
I do realize also it requires a culture. And can you talk a little bit about the culture in Emmett County and how their openness sure. has allowed for things? Sure. So we're a 30-year-old program. So over time, you're educating your population with convenience, um, comprehensive recycling, cost-effective. So embedding that in the culture has been an evolution over the last 30 years. That being said, part of the education and outreach efforts that we do at Emmett County Recycling, and I've done in particular around around carton recycling really started off in 2010 when we were converting our facility from single stream to a dual stream facility. So the opportunities were there at that moment and we decided to start on a creative campaign of getting 10,000 pounds of cartons together in 10 weeks just to kind of set a goal because if you don't set a goal, then it's kind of, you know, you're introducing all these new materials at one time. So let's do a campaign focused around carton recycling and how can we incorporate some art, some outreach, some um, creative elements to that. And so the campaign was an educational campaign to get clean quality material through our facility. Mm -hmm. And we also wanted the volume. So thinking about that, we created this campaign and we started taking around this uh, carton crane that we had had a local artist create. And all of a sudden, everybody wanted the carton crane. It was like downtown Harbor Springs at the, at the winter um, open house. Um, the Emmett County Association of Republican Women wanted that carton crane outside of Stafford's Bayview Inn when they were doing their, their monthly or annual meeting. So the carton crane all of a sudden took on this life of its own. It's excellent. Sprouted its wings, and as a result, we built up the campaign. We did the outreach to our community. It's like, everybody get on board now. And what does this mean? So we installed shelf talkers, which are like little product placement that says recycle your cartons. And we found those in our local grocery stores from Meyer to Walmart to our local food cooperatives, our small Harbor Springs IGA grocery store. Everybody was all about utilizing those um, those shelf talkers and the carton crane got to go visit those locations as well. So there was just this synergy and education and outreach and just building that that incentive to really just get people on board with something that was very exciting for us. So I'm happy to be that Pied Piper, but there are so many other people in our community who are carrying that legacy. Cafeteria workers, janitorial staffs at our school, making sure that those cartons are getting recycled with the water bottles and the aluminum cans, just mm -hmm. making sure that the infrastructure is in place for people to easily divert that material and recycle that material and be able to identify what it is as well. No, it's a great story. I mean, clearly the town's bought in. They have a great leader in getting them to buy in. Um, the story I love about the, uh, m my kids like to call me the trash police because, you know, I grew up in recycling. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of recycling bin or garbage, recycling bin or garbage. But it goes to the point where, you know, when a person goes to a store and now begins to make a conscious decision. So clearly an impression's been made. What we also feel sometimes is, um, you know, we do a lot of work with schools, as you guys yeah. know, and, and we do that work in many cases because we feel sometimes the kids need to teach the parents. Mm -hmm. You know, it becomes a lot more impressionable when your kid comes home and says, you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You should do this. Right. That's great. So, Lindsay, collaboration really for us is a big deal. We, as Carton Council, we want to push and work with others because what we really know is without working with others, we're never gonna make things happen. And Emmett County was one of the early collaborators with us on this. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Sure. So at Emmett County Recycling, the collaboration was we have this product, this product, and this product. Our mantra at Emmett County Recycling in terms of the market development, which is my role, it is seek out local markets, build relationships, and provide good, clean commodities to those markets. So the collaboration piece there is on the education of the consumer. What does the consumer want to recycle? And mm -hmm. what are these products? In 2009, I received a fax. You remember faxes back in the sure. day? Sure. Um, I received a fax that there was a new collaboration with carton manufacturers in the United States. And so I had received that fax and I brought it to my boss at the time and I said, there's an opportunity for carton recovery. And we know this material is already coming through our facility. We see it here. Instead of treating it as an outthrow, let's start collecting it and see how much of this material is out there. We, mm -hmm. And we could do studies, and there's obviously studies out there, national studies about what kind of products are part of, of the waste stream or the potential recycling stream. And so that fax was an opportunity to start engaging in relationships and looking for local markets. Right away, we found a local mill 36 miles from our facility that was able to take cartons and a variety of other products that were poly-coated white fiber mm -hmm. in the industry that we call them. And so there was an opportunity. Why don't we invite that mill owner to our facility? Come on over and get a tour. Let, you, let us show you what we're doing. And then the obvious next step was let's go visit your mill. So there's where the collaboration started. It was the consumer driving it over here. Right. We were at an opportune moment. We were going to dual stream. We had all these opportunities to bring on new materials, be more comprehensive, provide more services for our communities. So we just rolled with it from there. Like, okay, here we've got we've got the products. We know what this mill wants to use in terms of feedstock for their end product. We know what the consumer wants to do, so let's just roll with it, and we're going to roll out a new, a new commodity, a new recyclable for our community, and make that connection with them of the real recycling promise. No, it's great, and, and really what's so nice to hear, that chain you talk about is the same chain that we as Carton Council looked at. You have to have the consumer, you have to have the mm -hmm. person in the middle of the MRF who's able to do it, but then you've got to have that end market, because Absolutely. if one of those three pieces to the chain break, it breaks. Right. So it's just uh, the alignment's amazing. Mm -hmm. One of the key things that Carton Council has been working on over the years has been its ability to work with MRFs to provide grant funding for equipment mm -hmm. to be able to sort cartons. And you know, we've ourselves engaged in some newer technology and, and vetted some of that, but really we've left it up to the MRFs to make that decision. Um, but it's been a journey, and I know there's been even innovations over the last 10 or 11 years on what people used to think was the best way to sort to how it is now. And I just want to hear, because you guys have gone through some upgrades over time, mm -hmm. what, tell us your story. How, 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 do, how you made it work then, and how, or how did you make it work then, and how are you making it work now? Sure. So the innovations have really transpired at certain parts of our upgrades to our facility. So like I mentioned back in 2010, when we were going from source separated materials to dual stream and adding on a variety of different recyclables, at that time, our message was real people sort it. So don't <laughs> contaminate true. the stream with sure. other things that aren't recyclable. Baby diapers, what are they going to be made into, right? So, you know, like the education piece is very important. So real people sort it on the recycling sort line was our message and has, is still our message um, today. Um, so 
initially in 2010, when we were um, upgrading to dual stream, we installed air conveyance systems for the cartons as well as our, our PE film. And these are uh, vacuum systems that um, will take cartons up, up into the air and send them over to a baler or a bunker where they belong mm -hmm. for further um, aggregation and then baling later. Um, so that's part of the technology, um, acknowledging that real people in your community are sorting these recyclables, brings the human element to it, and hopefully um, disincentivizes people from recycling the wrong thing or wish, or wish cycling, right? That's a very common um, problem or obstacle in our community, but also an opportunity to educate them on the right way to do things and the why. So talk a little bit about the new technology you guys have. You know, you were talking about the air conveyance. Yep. I remember those. What's new? So in 2020, August of 2020, we underwent a $2.8 million um, renovation or upgrade of our mixed containers line, which is where cartons and aseptic packaging shows up in our, in our facility. Um, and at that time, there was an opportunity um, we, we had the understanding that we were going to be getting robots. So back it up to 2016, I was in Denver, Colorado on vacation, and I went over to Alpine Waste and Recycling and knocked on the door, and I was like, hi, Brent Hildebrand, I'm Lindsay Walker from Emmett County Recycling. I heard you have robots, and they're sorting your cartons. Not everybody like, takes that as a vacation stop off. No, not though, though they don't, but like your family. <laughs> totally get I'm it. I'm like uh, totally visiting recycling it. facilities and composting sites all over the country <laughs> on vacation. I'm also sorting through and looking at recycling bins in public spaces. I hear you. So, of course, I was on vacation in Denver, Colorado, and really interested in, I had heard about the AMP Robotics out of um, between Boulder and Denver. That's where their manufacturing facility is. And, and Alpine Waste and Recycling was one of the first um, MRFs in the country to actually get that technology. So this guy was like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I just wanted to see your robots. He's like, okay, I'll get you a tour in about 15 minutes. And he took me through, very gracious, and showed me the robotics sorting the different commodities and showed me the the interaction between the humans on the sort line and the robotics on the sort line. And so I just wanted to be able to know what that looked like um, in preparation for a rollout here in 2020 and knowing that we were going to invest. We usually are investing like every five to 10 years in upgrading our technology and hopefully taking on new commodities and new recyclables. So, um, you know, that was part of the story. And then now moving up to 2020, our robots are working in ways that I don't think other other programs are doing. So you touched a little bit on markets earlier and, and your, your local market, but you know, recycling is really one of regional and national and even international markets. You know, we see stuff get traded all around the country and even outside the country, depending on where people see value for it and where it's needed. Um, but could you just talk a little bit more when it comes to circular economy and some of the things here and what you've seen? You know, we as Carton Council have been very much engaged in recycling and markets for cartons, mm -hmm. um, be it to be able to take the cartons in and even to work with the, the recyclers themselves to the, the poly residue, for example, from the pulping piece to figure a place for that to then go on and be recycled. But talk a little bit more. How does that work, you know, from your view, from a circular economy here. Sure. So at Emmett County Recycling, we are the educators. We're the haulers. We drive the curbside recycling trucks. We're the MRF operators. And we're also the market development people. That may be a little bit unusual, 
But all of those pieces in the circular economy are necessary to recover recyclables in our region and throughout the country, really. Um, so as the educators at Emmett County Recycling, we are educating the consumer based on the specs of the end market. Uh -huh. We don't say it that way to the consumer. We talk to the consumer where the consumer's at, and we call it what the consumer can relate to it. But what we're really doing is preparing a material in the recycling value chain for feedstock for a manufacturer. Correct. This is the this is the material that they're using to make their end product and making that connection back to the consumer again. So the circular economy to us is multiple touches with the different parts of that recycling value chain. With the consumer, we're educating them basically to change their behavior, which is no easy feat. But in doing so, we're giving them the tools that they need to be able to make the decision at the grocery store, make the decision at home, where does this go? And then, um, and then connecting that with our facility, making sure that our processes and our facility are recovering that material wherever it may show up, whether it's contamination in one stream or contamination in the other stream, we're recovering it in a full circle here at the facility and then making sure we're always staying in contact with those end markets. And those end markets may change over time, which they do. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're, you need to make sure that that education is staying consistent with that changing end market. You, you made a great point about um, changing markets. You know, it used to be that the paper mill was the answer for this mm -hmm. product. Now you have things like full carton recycling where people are turning this product into building products. Yes. Um, you know, they're recycling cartons into boards that can go on a mm -hmm. big box store. Um, people wouldn't have thought of that. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and I think that innovation becomes a very important thing because it's changing and ever-changing, and there's a lot of creative people out there. Um, but anyways, it's great, and really that, that again, collaboration has been super important, and, and I think it would be um, remiss of me not to ask about some of the other folks who we've worked with on this and some of the other oh, groups that have helped us collaborate up here. Yes, our people on the state level. So Department of um, Environmental Quality, which is Eagle now in Michigan. So Michigan Eagle, that's they've been an excellent collaborator in investing in our facility and as well as um, allowing us the opportunities to present on this recyclable um, at, at conferences. Um, and also our statewide organization, the Michigan Recycling Coalition. So these are our two statewide um, contributors to, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships, we like to say here at Emmett love County. Love that saying. I, I love it that saying. It is a really good saying. What's been very surprising is just, I think, for our program on the MRF side of things and on, and on the market development side of things of how easy it really is. This material is already here. So what are you doing about it? Now, the consumer's wanting that. The MRF just has to make slight accommodations for, uh, for aggregating a new material. Maybe you don't, you, oh, I don't have the bunker space. Oh, I don't have um, you know, these rolling carts that we use for less volume materials. There's all kinds of ways that you can simply integrate a new commodity or a recyclable or a carton into your program. So, just trial and error. Another surprising thing 
is what people will do to be able to recycle cartons in places that don't have that opportunity for those residents or those businesses. And the mail-in program here that we've arranged with the Carton Council has come to lots of fruition. So we see large packages coming in and people paying the mailing rate to be able to recycle this carton that they can't in their current community. Yeah, so there's really a want to make it happen. Honestly, this has been a fabulous interview. I haven't done many interviews, so this was great doing it with you. And um, again, thanks very much for sharing your story. Uh, you guys have a wonderful story to tell. Uh, all the stuff you do here, and I mean, it's too bad that we couldn't have maybe made this be a moving thing, but I think there's a lot for people to see, and hopefully at some point people will get the chance but really excellent. Thank you for taking the time um, because it was also a lot of fun. Absolutely, thank you, Jason. Thanks for the opportunity. And here at Emmett County Recycling, we offer tours to our general public. We operate with full transparency. We wanna connect the dots for people in the recycling world and for the consumer and knowing the, the real recycling promise. We love to have people come through our facility and see how we're doing it and be able to replicate and scale that to other programs throughout the country. So. And take her up on it when you get a chance, really. Come on through.